0: Callers on this show?
1: Uh, yeah. You know, I think uh, we really need a more of an edge. And I think some angry callers uh, that we can uh, uh, berate and belittle would really be good for our optics.
0: Of course, you have to schedule them. So I don't know. I'll get some people that we know.
1: But actually they got to, you know, act like strangers, like angry strangers. And, um, you know, if they have alien conspiracies, all the better.
0: Yeah, that's true. And, um, yeah, we have so many movies that are related to alien conspiracies, so...
1: All of them, if you really want to look for it.
0: (laughs) I I suppose that's true. All right, let's get started. Hello, everyone. I am Jason. I'm Laura. And welcome to Come Back a Star, a movie award podcast for good, honest, carny folk.
1: (laughs) Dang right. Couldn't have said it better myself
0: we are watching every best picture winner and nominee from 1927 onwards and this is episode number 037 state fair boop, 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 boop. yeah
1: remade a movie so nice they remade it twice and i think maybe a third time i don't know <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh yeah that's right we no that was the stage play that you're probably thinking of
1: oh could be
0: so they they um have this one from 1933 and then it was remade into a musical in 1945 and right. again in 1962 yeah and then in like 1996 if I remember correctly it was remade again as a Broadway musical.
1: you know that sounds about right so let's let's stick with that. We are not a Broadway <laughs> history uh, podcast but uh, we'll yes. just throw that out there.
0: omit uh, that last one from your memory
1: yeah focus on yeah. the film focus on the film.
0: Yes, and um, from what I read also, this is probably not the best version out there. A lot of people think that the 1945 version is the best of, of the three. I saw it
1: years ago. One of my friends loved it and showed it to me. and it, it, I liked it about on the same as I did this, as in, you know, oh, well, it certainly looks pretty or whatever, but it didn't really hold my attention that well. I actually think I might give this one a little bit of the edge. Cause I do recall thinking the music was pretty sappy in the 1945 one
0: for, for this film. No,
1: no, but, um, <laughs> you know, Jeannie Crane's look in the 1945 one though is glamorous. So there's right.
0: The- yeah. So d- despite the 45, a lot of people liking it better, probably because it's a musical. This one is not a musical. Um, it did not get, nominated for Best Picture, but this one did.
1: Yeah, so...
0: So take that.
1: Take that, you you musical snobs. Yeah.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so what we do in this show is that we're going to review the plot a little bit and offer our little insights as we go along, and after we review the plot, we are going to rate this movie on several different categories, acting, writing, cinematography, and then overall, give it a good overall score. And then we're going to give it a chance for some bonus points on different categories like costumes, sets, boldness, legacy, longevity, and any kind of like technical expertise that we noticed. Um, not so much, I don't think in this one. I don't know if there are too many special effects.
1: Well, I mean, the rides, I guess I, are guess, their own so. special yeah, I guess that's effect. a point. So uh, there, there's that.
0: Okay, so shall we just jump into the plot here?
1: Let's go for it. You take it away.
0: All right. Henry King's uh, 1933 State Fair begins on the day before the said fair on a New Hampshire farm of Abel and Melissa Frakes, played by Will Rogers, well-known actor, Yeah. and Louise Dresser. Do you know her?
1: Uh, no, I looked her up, though, and apparently she and Will Rogers teamed up a lot as husband and wife in movies. Um, oh, well, there you go. So there you go. Yeah, I mean. I thought she was great, and I thought he was great.
0: Yeah, they did well. They did well. Um, yeah. So we open up on a man and his pig.
1: Yeah, which is the heart of any true good story.
0: Yes, some pig. <laughs> um, Abel, the uh, the husband of this pair, is anxiously preparing his beloved hog, Blue Boy, for the big the fair's big hog competition. Oh yeah. And it is a large piggy, and it's cute for a giant hog. For
1: a giant hog, yeah.
0: I guess it really depends on your opinion of hogs.
1: Yeah, I can't say I'm too well-versed. Uh, we like to pretend that the terrier uh, is a little bit of a piggy, but that's that's just make-believe.
0: That's just because he oinks.
1: Because <laughs> he does oink and kind of is pig-shaped. So, but no, this is a honker of a guy who could crush any of us by sitting on us.
0: Oh, yes. Definitely could take on both the dogs at once. Oh, my um, God, yes. Easily. Uh, Melissa, on the other hand, is uh, anxiously preparing her mincemeat and pickles for the food competition. Um, well, I guess she's not really preparing the pickles; they're just pickled. They are but, just pickled, <laughs> right? But, but
1: putting whatever—I guess it's like a canned goods competition or something, right? Some, I, one of those state I fair was, things. Yeah, I was having a hard time like coming up with like how to phrase like hog competition food competition. I'm not too I I'm not too up on pigs. I'm not too up on like fair lingo. So I guess mm-hmm. I'm just not the expert for this movie.
0: Yeah, I guess we should clarify at this point that like neither of us are really state fair people. No. Um, um we're in
1: Washington state. So of course I went to the Washington state Thank you Puyallup Fair a lot growing up, but I never super duper enjoyed it cuz I'm not so much of a crowd and loud noises person. personally speaking, but um,
0: me neither. I mean, I could see how it would be fun.
1: I mean, honestly, years from now when everyone is all vaccinated and it's safe to go out, I might just want to go just for the novelty of being around people again.
0: It's true. I mean, I don't know if I would hate being there except for the crowd. It's, it's apparently just completely swamped every single year now.
1: Yeah. It's one thing in 1933, New Hampshire, but a whole other ball game, like today, anywhere. So mm-hmm, yeah, mm-hmm. it's probably a little more bearable back then. <laughs> can,
0: can I share my my friend Ryan's Carney story?
1: Absolutely,
0: i understand. It's it's one of my favorite stories of all time. Please. Um. So back in the nineties, um, there are these things called laser pointers oh, no. that were all the rage. Oh no. And uh, my friend Ryan was getting ready to get on a ride, and he had one of these laser pointers on a keychain or oh something no. like that. Oh. And the carny just points at him and says, uh, he notices it, and he says, "Is that one of them pins that shine?" <laughs>
1: <laughs> did he did he end up bartering it for like a can of beans or what?
0: I I don't know, but he did end up having the. Uh, the laser pointer by the end of the evening. So that's good and reflects well on good, honest Carney folk.
1: Oh, absolutely. We love our carneys; They're a spirited bunch and way more talented than I could ever dream to be.
0: I would all, I also feel like before going forward, um, I guess I'm kind of famous around the household for disliking at least the, like Hollywood portrayals of rural people. <laughs> rural people from rural areas are fine. I mean, they're yeah. fine and dandy. Um, it's, it's the Hollywood portrayal of of the folksiness that Salt kind of, of grates on my nerves. And
1: this is just the epitome of that kind of movie. And this kind of portraying, I could see why people in medical middle America would really like this, because Hollywood back then didn't really focus a heck of a lot on uh, that kind of life. But um, yeah, it does kind of probably romanticize a bit. Some of the stuff definitely going on.
0: romanticizes it a little bit um but at least it could be much worse because they could have made them like simple uneducated
1: yeah you don't get the sense anyone's stupid like they're you know obviously um what's the right word not even ignorant but just i mean they're they're down to earth folks who you know probably don't have a lot of education but they're obviously smart capable people
0: yeah they're into hogs but that doesn't mean that they aren't also you know philosophers
1: yeah exactly they philosophize about the hug yeah yeah well there's that storekeeper who is like such a doom and gloomer who who quotes emerson who like comes in and like tells tells his friend abel like oh something terrible is gonna happen if you do win the blue ribbon that's how it always goes so he's he's fun
0: yeah yeah so anyway so all that clarification out of the way i was bracing myself for some really bad accents and a lot of like glorification of, of not knowing things. Mm -hmm. Um, But I was pleasantly surprised.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I have to say I, uh, yeah.
0: Characters are, I mean, it's not a, a hard hitting movie by any stretch of the imagination, but I guess they at least put them in difficult situations
1: Right. And really had them think outside the box and be and be open to other ways of thinking and uh, just a different different kinds of lives, which is refreshing.
0: Yeah. So anyway, getting back to the family, the hog. Yeah, the hog's the
1: main character. The rest are kind of just filler.
0: Yeah. So dad's taking care of Blue Boy, the hog. Ma's taking care of the mincemeat and refusing to put enough bourbon in it.
1: But then, oh, then.
0: Oh, then. And she ends up upending the bottle after refusing to put any in there.
1: And her husband had snuck some in beforehand, too. So it's a very busy mixture.
0: Foreshadowing. <laughs> so in addition to those two, there is her um, her daughter, Margie, played by Janet Gaynor of Seventh Heaven and Sunrise and anything else.
1: Um, I bet this isn't the last we're gonna see of her. She her career continued well into the thirties, and you know, she's cute as a button here, and it's so fun hearing her voice because it's exactly like how you'd want it to be. Like kind of squeaky, but not like a grading or anything. Just just perfect for her.
0: Yeah, it kind of got to me when I first heard it, but after a while I got used to it. Yeah. Um I don't know why I I just didn't imagine her having a voice. (laughs) Because she was so good as a silent actress. It
1: is so jarring, yeah.
0: Yeah, she's uh she's looking forward to the fair to break up the monotony of life on the farm and to get away from the attentions of her boring suitor, Harry, who is obsessed with her and kind of has declared that since he's loved her for the longest, ergo, they have to get married.
1: That sound man logic.
0: And uh, he runs the milk manufacturing business in town.
1: Yep. So her parents are all for it, which, of course, means that she has to rebel.
0: Yeah. Uh I love that there is like a scene between her and her brother. Her brother is basically been practicing all year because he doesn't have much of a life I guess. Yep. on the ring toss. And so she catches him practicing and talking to himself so she kind of teases him a little bit. And uh and then they kind of like, you know, they she she tells him that oh I was only teasing you. Don't worry. Yeah. And then she kind of gets really serious at one point and says Wayne, do you ever want to just raise hell? <laughs> and and that's when it's like, you know what, I was gonna like this character anyways, because it's Janet Gaynor, but but then she said that and it's like, Oh, you're you're one of the you're one of the people who wants to rebel against like the the hominess of it all and and break free
1: the movie really should have ended with her riding off on a motorcycle with her middle finger in the air <laughs>
0: yeah uh, i mean her family is not like the worst to her but no, but, but just, at the same times it's kind of like assumed as like well you're just gonna marry this guy because he's a local guy about your age who's decided that he's you know loved you since you were a child which is always creepy
1: creepy because he doesn't he's like i've loved you since you were so high i'm like Shouldn't it be since we were so high? How high were you when she was so high? Like what's the age gap here, in other words?
0: Right, right. Uh ugh. 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 Um anyways, speaking of uh, of her brother Wayne, um, he's practicing that hoop toss with um with his mother embroidery with his mother's embroidery hoops, which apparently are the exact right <laughs> weight and size for the ring toss. <laughs> I mean, it's
1: probably what the carnies use. Let's not let's not kid ourselves.
0: Yeah, and so all of this, this is a year-long plan, which I can appreciate. Yeah. A year-long plan to get revenge on the carnival barker who gave him a fake uh, pearl-handled gun that he won the year before.
1: So, yeah, there is, you know, Wayne, uh, who's played by Norman Foster, he's a pretty just average-looking, doofus kind of guy, but there's a look that comes into his eyes sometimes where it's like, let's not cross, Wayne. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, Oh, Wayne, Oh, Wayne, um, yeah, he is, oh gosh, how to really describe the character? He is engaged to someone named Eleanor who we don't even see, and
1: I don't know if they're so much engaged as just kind of going steady, and uh, she's not gonna go to the fair with him, so that opens up opportunities for him.
0: uh oh, yes, yeah. uh- oh,
1: so at the fair, Abel is frantic when Blue Boy acts sick, lying on his side in the stall. It's a very uh I start getting stressed out on his behalf because Rogers is very good, like just trying to hold back the panic His Blue Boy just lies there like a some kind of big hoggy lump. Like a hog. Like a hog.
0: It, see, that's the other thing too. It's just like, well, I mean, the animal's stressed out after having like traveled several miles in a crate that it's not used to.
1: Yeah, we do get glimpses of this really, you know, extended road trip that these people are on. And it's it's a really well-shot scene, actually, I think, of uh you know passing by in the wheat and the family's just kind of bonding it's a nice little scene but yeah like exhausting for a big old piggy
0: yeah and also i was again i was still really bracing myself for this be to be hokey yeah when uh and, and it is kind of hokey it but, is,
1: but they aren't it.
0: i was really bracing myself bad for it and um It opens up with a pig and people making mincemeat and pouring booze into the mincemeat and uh, and a hoop toss. And then we watch someone just like take a road trip for a few minutes. And road trips are often very boring. Mm -hmm. And we are we are not watching them get to like the world's largest ball of yarn. We're watching them just on the road in the middle of their road trip.
1: It's uh, kind of has a bit of a home movie feel to it, which is kind of innovative, I guess. But yeah, we're all happy when they get to the fair. (laughs) (laughs)
0: It's like, oh, yes, things can happen again.
1: Things can happen. Wayne does get his revenge on the Barker with the help of beautiful Emily Joyce, Sally Aylers from last year's uh, Bad Girl, who claims she's the daughter of a policeman. But as Wayne eventually discovers, she's actually a trapeze artist.
0: Oh, and um, by trapeze, it's like a gigantic swing.
1: It's a gigantic swing that like, yeah, she just kind of goes upside down in and all of yeah,
0: that. Yeah, it's it's harrowing. I am I mean, I wouldn't want to do it. No, but, but I'm I'm used to quality trapeze artisting where they're like <laughs> jumping off of these things and they yeah. need a net because they might die.
1: Exactly. Lazy Emily could get with it. Uh, meanwhile, Margie, is it Margie or Margie? I can't remember how they say
0: it. I don't know. I think they might say it two different ways.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I've always heard it Margie. So I'm going to go with Margie with a soft G. Uh, meanwhile, Margie finds her own romance when handsome reporter Pat Gilbert, played by uh, Lou Ayers from uh, All Quiet on the Western Front, who calms her down during a ride on the roller coaster. So, yeah.
0: He starts off, Um, I thought, very gentlemanly.
1: Oh, yeah, because she... Uh, <laughs> God love Margie. They're going up and there's a sign at the top of the roller coaster that says, don't stand up uh, like right before the drop. So what does she do when they get to the top? She looks down, gets freaked out and stands up and screams. And so he just pulls her down and is like talks her through it, which is very, you're right, very gentlemanly.
0: Yeah. And also... That was all that was also harrowing. It was more harrowing than the uh, trapeze artists, honestly. I think they were in more danger than the trapeze artists, (laughs) frankly. Yeah,
1: 1930s uh, roller coaster. I would not, I don't, I just don't think the regulations were probably the standard. Like like they
0: weren't even strapped in,
1: they were not strapped in. What were they thinking? Like, I know like seatbelts didn't really become a thing until Ralph Nader, but. Come on. <laughs> Holy cow. So basically, we bounce back and forth between each family member's stories throughout. Um, Blue Boy finally perks up when he falls in love with a competing sow. And Melissa wins both the pickle competition and the mincemeat competition when she and Abel secretly spike her mincemeat with a whole bottle of apple brandy. Uh So... Yeah, her stuff is very popular. And we later find out after uh, Abel reads the paper that uh, the guy became delirious after having her mincemeat and just started like drunkenly yelling all about mincemeat.
0: <laughs> that, I mean, that was pretty great. It was. And great. also there, it wasn't quite clear. I'm sure her mincemeat was great and everything like that. But we also see Pat, uh, the newspaper reporter who's uh, sweet on Margie. He is talking with the judges beforehand, I thought. Oh, yeah. And she, and so, yeah, Margie's
1: like, What did you tell them?
0: Yeah. So I don't know if it's a fix.
1: It could be a fix, but I don't know, man. Uh, brandy Apple brandy can go a long way. Can go guess. a long way. Uh, it's implied that Wayne loses his virginity to Emily, uh, which is staged very interestingly. And they apparently, you know, cut a lot for the censors, but she, um, you know, she invites him to her tent and uh, gives gives him his very first drink of alcohol and then says she's going to, you know, change it to something more comfortable. And comes out with this uh, with this robe on and her back is to the camera. And we see like this gorgeous butterfly embroidered on the back. And then the scene fake cuts off and apparently I'm yeah. meant to read into it that uh, the butterfly has caught the guy in her net.
0: Or maybe it's his glorious becoming after <laughs> his, virginity. his virginity.
1: Either way. Um, it's well shot
0: it is well shot and um, also cut from for censorship reasons for I guess scenes suggesting that Pat and Margie are also fooling around
1: yeah I mean they do get very handsy with each other Um, they do and they fall quickly in love with each other so it's a you know I think you know Janet Gaynor is so cute that I think it's understandable that it could happen that quickly um, Lou Ayers always did say of himself that he wasn't the world's best actor. And yeah, he comes off a little bland, but still, I mean, sincere and believable. So, you know, he's supposed to be this a little more uh, savvy, obviously, than the rest of the character's uh, reporter. And I think he's just taken in by her, her uh, down to earth innocence, I guess.
0: Yeah, I think also he... He's very honest, which mm-hmm. was like kind of refreshing he he's not like some sort of obviously you know he's a he's a city folk and and leading her astray yeah. from one point of view, which you would kind of assume that people had back then, but I guess not so much yeah um but he's also very straightforward about it too oh,
1: exactly yeah it's yeah no it's it's kind of refreshing,
0: yeah yeah, um there was there was not much of a point where i was just like bracing myself for for him to be a creep. So. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I mean, and i think that's good. Again, Lou Ayers is good for this role because it would be kind of hard to buy him as a straight-up creep. He seems like a
0: like a good egg. Good clean-cut German soldier boy. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I mean, again, we do our skippy uh, multiverse. So this could be our uh, soldier from uh, all quiet on the western front trying to uh, grasp a normal life. So
0: yeah, just forget that last scene of all quiet. Oh yeah, cuz he, he, he dies. survives.
1: <laughs> that's right. He
0: survives and moves to to the states and goes to a state fair after being a uh newspaper reporter.
1: It could happen.
0: Also, this newspaper reporter, he interviewed Mussolini, don't you know?
1: <laughs> yeah, that's freaking insane. Like, who is this guy and how did he end up at the state fair? <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, so uh, a little bit stretch of belief there, just I a guess. Bit.
1: But take us to the hog competition, Jason. The hog
0: competition. The
1: climax.
0: All right. So um when the uh, the sow that Blue Boy has fallen for uh leaves her stall, which was opposite of Blue Boy, uh, Blue Boy starts acting sick again, just in time for the competition. Oh god. It uh it looks like the judges are going to just pass him over, but at the last minute he sees the sow again across the uh the uh the gate there and he uh he perks up and the judges say why what a stance
1: yeah it's like look poise pretty hilarious the judges are all such an eclectic group of weirdos I really liked them
0: yeah they were they were fun um and so blue boy uh ends up winning of course wins the blue ribbon everything turns up well for this family I mean yeah Ma Ma wins the the pickle and mincemeat competitions and Blue Boy wins first prize and, um, and the two kids are in love and everything is just hunky-dory. Hunky-dory. Which actually was part of the bet that the, uh, the shopmaker made yeah, the- at the beginning of the picture was that like, you know, if everything good happens to you, then something awful is going to happen to you. That's kind of an equal opposite reaction philosophy.
1: Right. See, these people are philosophers.
0: Uh, So, uh, everyone's excited that uh, Blue Boy won, and even when a uh, fight breaks out between the two competing hogs, (laughs) uh, that doesn't dampen the celebratory atmosphere. Yeah, I was a little
1: scared, oh god, are they going to revoke his ribbon for starting a fight? But no, they just want to squeeze in a hog fight into their movie.
0: Yeah, there's a lot of stuff that kind of feels like padding in this movie.
1: Yeah, oh, like the... Margie and Pat go to see a horse race and he puts her on his shoulders so she can see better, which is believable because like, I think Janet Gaynor roughly weighs as much as a feather. Mm -hmm. So, so yeah, there's a lot of just kind of fair scenes.
0: Yeah. A lot of fair scenes. One thing I, (laughs) I'm just gonna, you know, talk about this very negative point. Now I did spot a minstrel show. Oh, In the background,
1: dang! I am glad I did not. But yeah,
0: or advertisements for one. Uh, um that sounds about And right. we we didn't get any black characters except oh, for the people sh- yep. setting up the tents.
1: Yep, singing and putting up the tents. Yes, this is a very mayonnaise white movie.
0: This is true. Yeah. but um, yeah, don't let that dampen the hog competition. No. Um, yeah, it was. It was. It was disappointing, but I mean, that's kind of what I was expecting from it anyways.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: Car- I mean, the carnival itself was as as a progressive as you can imagine a carnival from the 1930s to be.
1: Exactly. Um, They could have done a better job directing the extras. They all kind of just milled about and didn't look very excited. That's true. <laughs>
0: that's also true. And they were not excited, even though there was a fat lady there was to be seen.
1: Yeah, everything. That's just a lot about fair and carnival culture that I'm just not totally on board with. But a lot <laughs> has changed over the years. Let's let's be thankful that for that one of
0: them pins that shines?
1: shines. That's amazing.
0: <laughs> I'll go just for that. Yeah. Um, okay, so there everything great is happening to this family. However, there is heartbreak in store for the Frake's son and the daughter as well. Emily, the trapeze artist, tells Wayne that although she does love him, she's not the sort of girl who marries nice boys like Wayne.
1: Which is BS. Which,
0: yeah, you kind of get the sense that she was... She, A, A, probably doesn't love him. She probably thinks he's cute. Yeah. But, uh...
1: Letting him down easy,
0: yeah. Letting him down easy, and also there's this whole thing where he just kind of assumes like we're going to get married now.
1: Yeah, and he, you know, to his credit, he says, "Oh, I guess I just sort of took that for granted." So Wade, you know, I still don't want to cross him, but he seems like an okay guy, and I think she acknowledges that in as graceful a way as she can.
0: Yeah. Um. So likewise, uh, Margie tells Pet that she's you know just just a simple farm girl. She doesn't say it like that, but uh, kind of in that's a roundabout what way. what she says, yeah. Uh, who wouldn't know how to handle the city life and uh, travel? How to travel with him around the world and interviewing Mussolini and everything yeah, like yeah, that?
1: That he's accustomed to, yeah.
0: So both pairs of lovers part, and the Frakes return home to the farm.
1: It's a much less cheerful road trip back with the mother, like observing, like you just two just seem like completely different kids than when we left. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, ma. Our hearts are shattered like less.
0: She's heartbroken. He's had his glorious becoming, but he's not.
1: Yeah, he became nothing. Yeah. It's very sad. So back at the farm, a couple days later, I'm guessing, Margie steals herself for another meeting with Harry when she gets a phone call from
0: Pat. Hooray! And I
1: think that is enough to just make her change her mind about everything. So she ecstatically runs off into the rain, very cinematic, where the lovers reunite on the road. They kiss and the billboard above them advertising the fair peels away to reveal the end.
0: Yeah. And that's the end. Where is he calling from?
1: I really don't know. I guess there was like a phone booth just a little more down the street and he had a taxi car with him. I don't know. That was a bit a little... <laughs> it, The ending was a bit rushed. And I, I do feel bad that poor Wayne didn't get his happy ending. But maybe he settles down with that Eleanor girl we never get to see.
0: Yeah, he learned life lessons. He
1: did. He did. I mean, it does kind of stink that, like, uh, you know, you don't marry girls like uh, uh, Emily, but you know, Margie can marry her, you know, reporter who implies that he's yeah. a, he is a bit of a male slut himself. So, yeah, no, nobody at the paper would believe I could stick to one gal. It's like mm. it kind of implies that you know that's okay, but when a lady does it, but that's me going on my angry feminist rant. So
0: <laughs> as long as you say it like that. Yep. Um yeah, so I I noticed that too, some sort of weird gender dynamics. Um not the worst, not no not Marie Chevalier movie were mm-hmm. bad. Oh God. But uh kind of a lot to unpack.
1: There was. Um, but at the same time, I liked this movie. I just don't feel compelled to really pick it apart because it's it doesn't inspire a lot of
0: it's straightforward and yeah turned into kind of what i assume is a popcorn-esque musical
1: it's just fun
0: yeah it's 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 fine um and entertaining and cute and sweet and everything like that but not anything that really makes your puzzler hurt or anything like that
1: no no very sweet and uh that's about it. All I can really say about it. there wasn't a heck of a lot of trivia on this. Um, but, uh, you know, I I think realizing that was Will Rogers playing the dad reminds me, I think it's him. I'll be very embarrassed if it turns out it wasn't him. He hosted one of the first Oscars, and apparently he did just infamously screwed it all up. Oh, like, no. He um like uh, like at one point he was reading off the the uh, nominees uh, for best actress that he read who the winner was that he had like all the actresses come on stage and uh, they were, everyone was like, Oh my gosh, this is it like a tie or something. He's like, well, all you ladies did great, but the winner is and announced one name.
0: Oh, Paul.
1: And uh, then uh, when he was calling out uh, best director, uh, he said like, well, it's my old friend Frank and Frank Capra, like stood up in the back, like ecstatic that he won an Oscar. But it was actually another director named Frank.
0: Oh, no. And there were like
1: a few other just huge gaffes that I can't remember now. But that's uh, that's all Will Rogers, Oklahoma's own.
0: Well, there we go. Should we uh, should we rate this? This yeah, festival?
1: Let's do it. I have no clue how I'm really going to score things because I just. Well, anyways, just go on. Let's just. It just kind of happened. It just kind of happened. It's a slice of life movie, and that's fine. That's fine.
0: All right. Our first category is acting. How how well do you think it was acted?
1: I mean, serviceable. I'll give it a six. Like six? Yeah. um, I mean, Gaynor was very good. Um, Rogers and uh, Dresser and Foster, they were all good. Um, But you know. I mean, it's hard with something like this because it's like, I want to reward something for not trying to go over the top. But it is hard to judge something when it is all just so kind of average and meant to be average. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. What do you think?
0: Hmm. I think all the principals did pretty well. Mm -hmm. Um, Luera's. I mean, he was. He did what he was given to work with. Um,
1: Eilers was very good, I thought. I mean, yeah. Emily wasn't a huge role, but she she played it very convincingly.
0: And let's see, there's the carnival barker. He was good. He was all right. Yeah. Um, yeah. Nothing bad, but nothing like there's nothing to be earth shattering about.
1: Right. Exactly.
0: Um, I'm gonna agree with your six. I was toying with a seven for a moment, but I'm going to go ahead and say it was above average, but it was a very average setup. Yeah, so. I
1: mean, you make an aver- a movie about a bunch of average people; things, the results might be just a little bit average, and that's fine. But that's how we're going to grade it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> All right, uh, next category up is writing.
1: I think I'll be a little meaner and give it just a five. Just because I feel like some things could have been, well, I mean, it is a really good slice of life. Change it to a six because it does a good job of just examining this like slice of life sort of thing where, you know, life doesn't happen with specific plot points or beats. Right. So, you know, when you're at a fair, you do just kind of wander around from one attraction to another. And that's basically what this movie does. You know, they do it okay, But again, you know, no like Obviously, no no Noel Coward level of dialogue or anything, but still very straightforward and good.
0: Right. I mean, I think it was an interesting. It was different in a way of like a coming of age story would be it's like you don't you don't think of a state fair as the coming of age. Unless you're from this rural part of America. Yeah. Which I think was actually kind of maybe innovative. In a yeah, way,
1: I mean, I can buy that.
0: You know why? You don't have to have some fancy person always rising to to their to their greatness and coming exactly. of age and everything like that. Sometimes it's very average.
1: Sometimes it is, and that's perfectly fine.
0: So I am going to I'm going to give it a seven. I'm going to be a little bit nicer.
1: That's that's good.
0: So yep, that is a good average-ish score writing nice how about ordinary. the cinematography
1: cinematography i'm gonna be nice to i'm gonna give it i think an eight an Eight. um i thought there were some really cool shots like on the road trip um and uh there was a particular scene that struck me where uh uh margie and pat are standing in front of a ferris wheel and i think that's really cool how they how they framed that um You know, again, I wish they'd kind of gotten the extras to look less like zombies just kind of stumbling around. But that doesn't really have to do with the camera work but more the direction. So, yeah. Cinematography, uh, eight. I will.
0: Mm, I'll give it a seven. It was pretty good. Pretty good. Yeah, pretty good. Same same reasons. Um,
1: I think I just expected it to be as average as everything else. So it was kind of just a nice surprise to see that it seemed to like aim a little higher than than the rest.
0: Yeah. Yeah, actually. Yeah, you're you're right. You're right. Um, So overall, how well does the acting, writing and cinematography come together to make an overall product in this?
1: I guess I'll go with a seven. Seven. Yeah. I mean, there's just not really a lot I want to say about this movie. I hate to say it. It's just. It, it was good. It left a good feeling, but not like. A really good feeling, like something like Bad Girl did, where I was like, Oh wow. Cause mm-hmm. you, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, it is okay. It
0: um it lacked threat.
1: Yes. It did. So
0: I mean, it was a coming of age story, and there is like, you know, the trials and tribulation of of that, but since it is so ordinary, it just didn't it's not like the best catalyst for drama. Right. Um it's kind of like one of those movies that I'm glad is out there.
1: I agree. But I mean, it's yeah. like
0: it's a story that, you know, shows that, yeah, someone's ordinary life can be interesting and cinematic. I wasn't bored.
1: Every story should be told, you know, and that's a good point. It is easy for something like this to be boring. And this did. I think it was a good length. Mm -hmm. Um, it's kind of funny Uh, we had read the time wrong at first and thought this was going to be like what over two hours long right and so we were very relieved when we saw it was like only an hour and a half which is just just right
0: that's good movie length
1: that is a good movie length Uh, you do not need to make your audience beg for death by the end of it
0: (laughs) okay so closing out the uh, major categories it is sitting at a kind of sad 54 points
1: I'm sorry, State Fair.
0: But it might make it up with uh, some bonus points in the bonus rounds. Bonus. All right. So we have costumes and set.
1: Oh, okay. One point for uh, the cool uh, butterfly robe that Mm -hmm. uh, Sally Eilers wore. And then two more points. Because the fair was pretty impressive. There were some pretty impressive set pieces there. So, yeah, three. Three? Yeah
0: three um hmm again it's hard to do this because it wasn't a flashy movie it
1: was not you know which again i respect i mean not everybody could afford you know norma shearers gowns in the divorcee like that's so it's good to to be reminded of that. that yeah
0: um but yeah costuming everyone looked the way that they should um nothing nothing looked off um the carnival did, did, uh, you know, the sets worked. Yep. They were good. They didn't feel weird or stagey. So I'm, I'm going to give it two points. Okay. One, one for each.
1: One for each. Beautiful.
0: All right. So next up we have boldness.
1: Well, I guess I will give it one point for implying that, uh, Uh, Wayne and uh, Emily get down and dirty. And another point for implying that uh, Margie and Pat do. Yes, it was cut off of the the theatrical version at the time, but I think we can give it some retrospective points for intent.
0: I think I read somewhere that it was originally released with some of those scenes and that only a short while later were they cut. Oh, that's right. So um, the version we watched was with everything cut. Um. So yeah, maybe they try to be bolder than they than they did, but uh, with those censorship cuts, it really really blunts. Yeah, everything. I'm sure maybe by by the standards of that day, it was still very scandalous. But um, hmm, how many points does it deserve though? It's I. It's like on the one hand, very safe, and on the other hand kind of risque
1: kind of risque you know what yeah give it a one for me just for trying to make it a little spicy before the sensors came in and took out all the spice
0: i'm gonna give it two one for wayne and two for margie
1: that's yeah that's what i was gonna do originally but i think i'll still keep a one just because
0: that's fair enough
1: yeah.
0: okay legacy well, oh, yeah. Actually, it, got, it got two musicals. You made know,
1: I'm going to give it a four for that, actually, because, yeah, it did have a legacy. I mean, I think there is something to be said. A lot of, I think, middle middle America people and people all over just, you know, appreciate having movies that they feel really represent their lives. That might not be as exciting and try globe trotting as others, but are still worth being told.
0: Mm hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. And was This couldn't have been one of Janet Gaynor's very first sound pictures, or was it?
1: Um, My guess is she'd probably been in a few before. I can't remember where A Star is Born. Let me see what year that was. Um.
0: Let's see. So we know that she had a fantastic silent career, and I'm just wondering if maybe part of the legacy that we're putting into this is her continuing to do some pictures afterwards.
1: Oh, that's a good point um okay oh so that Stars born is 1937 so yeah no she's good she had a pretty good career in the 30s all
0: right i'm i'm gonna follow up with your four and match it and um yeah with another four so double four is on legacy all right longevity how well does this movie stand up over time i think it
1: does i think it does you know i'll i'll give it a three I mean, again, if it had been like over two hours long, it would have been unbearable. <laughs> but right, as, that's, it,
0: that's true. as it
1: is, I think it's it's it is just like a nice slice of life. I keep saying that, but it's true. I mean, I, I recommend it. I'm just you're not going to be, you know, like bowled over and have your entire philosophy of life changed, which is fine. You know, yeah, not every movie can do that.
0: It's a it's a popcorn movie. It is a popcorn It movie. is. um, It is art rather than Arthur
1: that's beautiful man
0: <laughs> i forgot where i stole that from but
1: i'm gonna use it constantly
0: um yeah a little bit kitschy mm-hmm. um but i think definitely a modern audience would like it just the same as they would in the 30s pretty much
1: right yeah i mean i agree
0: so hmm, i'm gonna i'm gonna even give it four points How oh good
1: for you okay
0: I I think on overall, I have been scoring this a little bit better than you have, which kind of surprises me.
1: I think you came in with like really low expectations.
0: That could definitely be. <laughs>
1: <yes>. <laughs> and me, um, I know I'd seen the 40s one and I wasn't overly impressed. So I kind of knew more of what to expect. And I was like, I liked it better, but it's still just not like my number one type of movie because mm. I'm a snob.
0: <laughs> you're, you're city folk. I am from from the big big small town that big small from. town
1: of stillicum I mean, it reminds me too much of home no, i love home <laughs> it makes me too sad That's what this movie did made me too nostalgic for pre-covid times
0: all right and our last category is technical um we had the roller coaster scene
1: no yeah actually uh i think i'll give it another i'll give it a four it was pretty a impressive four? technically yeah uh, not to mention the cool trapeze shots and everything. Oh
0: yeah, I forgot about those. Oh yeah, I had totally forgotten about the trapeze shot.
1: There, see, there one flaw is by having so many scenes of the carnival, they all just kind of blend together after a while, and it's hard to, to like remember particulars.
0: Yeah, like we said, it, it's kind of a lot of padding.
1: A lot of padding. Yeah.
0: Um. See, I'm going to, going to give it three points for technical. Okay. There wasn't like huge special effects or anything like that. But, you know, um, they definitely had trapeze and they did shoot. I don't know if they shot on a roller coaster, but I think
1: they might have. So that's impressive. Yeah. 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 Yeah.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah.
0: All right. Uh, So that gives it a total score of 84. Okay, Putting it. Let's see. Just looking back. um, Just ahead of Aerosmith at 81.
1: It was more enjoyable than Aerosmith, I think. Aerosmith was overlong and boring.
0: Two points ahead of the unbelievably high-scoring Smiling Lieutenant. <laughs> I'm still baffled by that.
1: Oh, By Lord. that that
0: 82. Um, let me see. You've done so many of these by now that I'm checking if there's anyone that's exactly 84. Mm, two points ahead of Disraeli. Really? Yep. Interesting. So, yeah, interesting. Not not a bad not no, a bad movie.
1: No, I recommend it. But of course, the burning question is:
0: Will we nominate it for our prestigious Knottsker, a Movie Award podcast movie award?
1: I'm gonna say no, no, no. It was good, but
0: yeah, it wasn't. It wasn't as earth shattering as I would hope it, a, a real notsker nominated yeah. too. I, this is the thing, I'm on the fence about it because I feel like we have nominated ones that it is better than.
1: But I think the movies, especially in the 30s, now that people are getting more used to sound, are getting better. That's true. So I think we do kind of need to start holding it up to a higher standard, but I'm trying. I'm trying to lead the witness here.
0: I think I'm gonna agree with you and give it a pass. Um But uh you know, not a bad movie. If you yeah. if you wanna just like have a nice little love story, go ahead and watch it.
1: Yeah. And especially also, if you like hogs. Yeah, I was about to say it was a really, really fat piggy. And there and honestly, the most dramatic tension is whether or not he'll be OK enough for the competition. So that's kind <laughs> of low stakes. And sometimes that's what we all need. Something with low stakes.
0: Yeah. You know, it, it doesn't it doesn't all have to be all quiet on the Western front.
1: No, no, I've had it. it that was trauma enough for me where cinema co- is concerned for at least the next couple couple Oscar seasons. So, uh, you know, good job, State Fair. Maybe uh, not next time because none of your other versions were nominated. But um, you did good.
0: Yeah, good good effort. will um, do, pig. I do think that it bodes well for the rest of our 1932-33 season.
1: I was looking at some of the titles and I'm excited for them, I have to say.
0: Mm-hmm. Any of them jump out at you? Uh,
1: she Done Him Wrong. I think as one with the Mae West, I, my parents got me the Cary Grant, uh, biography for my birthday. And that was one of his first movies. Um, uh, 42nd street, one of my all time faves. And I've always wanted to see, but haven't seen yet. George Cukor's, um, little women. And that's coming up.
0: Oh yeah. So yeah. Yeah. I guess it's, good that we didn't nominate this one because I get the sense that it's going to get crushed
1: it is it is let let's you know let it go now with it with some dignity
0: I know if we were talking about Broadway melody era (laughs) it 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 would be ruling the roost but um but in this era mm, yeah this this is going to be a tough one
1: it is I wonder who's going to take the cake
0: Oh gosh! Well, we haven't even nominated anyone so far. So far, so of, of the one that we've done. So
1: it's anyone's game. There were a few I hadn't heard of who might just blow me away. So That's true. You, who knows? Yeah,
0: we've um, you know, last last season's winner. We hadn't heard of it.
1: No, no. Um, and I'm I'm happy to say that my local library is going to buy a copy. So, <laughs> uh you can uh, if you live in Pierce County. Get a copy of Five Star Final and watch it when it's available in our catalog.
0: <laughs> All right. So I think that's going to wrap up the episode. Right. Um, you can contact us on Twitter at Comeback a Star. You can email us at Comeback a Star Podcast at gmail.com. Do it. And um, if you've enjoyed this program, please promote it to your friends. Let let people know. you can uh, You can tweet about it, you can share it on Facebook. Um,
1: or share it with your enemies just to confuse them.
0: Yeah, yeah, there we go. Like one of the early episodes, where we aren't terribly good at this yet.
1: <laughs> exactly, really get them off balance.
0: Um, one of the really long episodes too. Yeah, we we've gone from like close to two hours on some of these yeah. to a, a good tight just under an hour.
1: I think that's that's a good amount.
0: I think so too. Yeah,
1: we a lesson to learn from State Fair. Don't go over two hours Go about an hour. Well, of course, this is an hour and a half, but you know what I mean.
0: Yeah, 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 exactly. All right, I'm going to draw the curtains here, shut off the projector, and signing off. Bye bye. Bye bye.